Welcome to Justifying the F-Word, everybody. Where we talk about how to live your best life throughout your 40s and 50s. You see what we did there? Oh, I, I, I see what you did The F-Word, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that didn't scare too many people away, right? Yeah. Hey, um, before we get started, I just wanted to give a huge shout out and a thank you to everybody who downloaded and checked out our first episode. It was actually... Uh, overwhelming the amount of uh, support that we got and the amount of uh, people who tuned in. And a huge shout out to our 10 listeners overseas. I know. Yeah. We're like, who are these people? We want to know you. We want to come visit you guys at your awesome places. Do you have a casita? Do you have a casita? (laughs) Because we like casitas. Yeah. 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 We'll be your best friend. Yeah. And so, you know, Europe, uh, Asia, Australia, very cool. Very, very, very cool. So one of the things we wanted to talk about is the different platforms that you can check us out at right now. So obviously our first one launched on Spotify, but we are now on every streaming platform with the exception of iTunes. And Megan, you want to explain the reason why? So iTunes is, they, I mean, they're, they're, they're the big one, the big one right there. So it's the big one. It's the big one. one. So they take about two to three weeks. Um, they, it's actually really cool. They go in and they review all of the content. So once we, hopefully we're hoping this week crossing our fingers that they will, will get the approval and then we will be good to go and everything will go live. But once you have to wait that time where someone actually goes in, listens to it, make sure that, you know, we're not being too crazy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, we're, uh, we're quite excited. So if you're sitting there saying, Hey, how come it's not up on iTunes yet? That would be the reason. Just wanted to give you guys a uh, recap of the week. It was a fantastic week and we did a lot of really, really cool, fun stuff. And some of it was bucket list. And so just so you guys know, our average weekend is typically spent shuttling kids around, taking our youngest to a skate park, running our oldest to work, taking our middle to the craft store to pick up stuff. And normally we're in uh, joggers and hooded sweatshirts, but this weekend was a bit of an exception. Megan, you want to go over uh, some of the things we did? Yeah, cool. so um, we went and saw Jack- Jackson Brown and James Taylor, which was amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, amazing. Um, and then last night we saw the comedian Gary Goldman. If you haven't seen him, uh, it, was, it was great. It was yeah. What was the new word that we... I, I, <laughs> I, I can't even know. But yeah, that was kind of an extension. We talked last week about birthday month. And so big shout out to some of our friends taking us to the comedy club for Megan. I want to say probably 5.0 at this yeah, point Megan for birthday. 5.0. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, what else, Quinn? Well, it, it's kind of a big deal here. For those who know me, um, I'm a huge fan of hot water and uh, hot tubs. It's like... It's in his DNA, like oh, yeah. it's a good soak. It's a good soak. That, that's what his dad would say. So tell us about the hot tub. Well, the hot tub, it's uh, it's actually part of an armada, but it's the uh, USS Pleasure Cooker. You have to name your hot tub. You have to name your hot yeah. tub, yeah. So uh, mine happens to be the USS Pleasure Cooker stewing at a good 102 degrees. So uh, I was able to marinate twice this weekend. Twice? Twice, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got up this morning at about 6.45, jumped in, and uh, some people refer to it as stewing. And no offense if you're one of the ice bath crowds and all of that, and you do the uh, breathing techniques and all of that, but uh, I'm just going to say the Romans had you beat a little bit with the uh, hot water, so. Yes. Yeah. And with the hot tub, the um, USS Pleasure Cooker, we will eventually be doing interviews. What it's what, what are those interviews in the hot tub? Gonna yeah, come? we're going to do a segment called Tub Talk. Tub yeah. Talk. We're going to have fine foods. Fine foods. Yes. Yes. As we marinate. As we marinate and uh, give you our podcast from the uh, USS Pleasure Cooker. Yeah. I, I promise you it will be uh, PG-13. 13. 13. Yeah. 13. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that might sum us up. <laughs> All right, so we're going to bust in today, into today's topic. Enough uh, talking about uh, the USS Pleasure Cooker. But we're going to go, and our today's topic really is one that we've, uh, we're really passionate about, and it's something we've had to work on. And when we were coming up with ideas, it was really what tuned into us and spoke and said, okay, this needs to be the second episode. And so that topic is marriage and relationship insurance. So let's talk about how this all got started, Megan. Okay, so we got to go. Let's talk about how our relationship got started. So we want you guys to know 
know us and where we came from. So we got to go all the way back. And when I talk about going all the way back, Quinn and I, um, this is, I mean, the first sighting of each other. I don't know if I saw you. You didn't see me. (laughs) But um, anyway, so we both went to college at Utah State and they have this tradition called True Aggie Night. And it's on full moons and I think they do homecoming. Yeah, homecoming. Yeah. And so there I was up on campus and oh, the tradition. You, um, they have on the quad in the middle where you go at midnight and everybody. They have like a like a concrete platform. Yeah, the A the for a. Aggies. And everybody just finds a random person or like 20 to to, to make out with yeah. and kiss. Like it's, <laughs> it's this, pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, you yeah. know. Um I mean, I might have taken down a whole uh, apartment of guys. I like, was I was too shy to ever be. Yeah, you were whatever. Like yeah. <laughs> After this story, they're gonna be like whatever. <laughs> so anyway, there I am, and all of a sudden I look over. You know, the sun. It's a full moon shining. Beautiful evening. Beautiful evening. It and was, if I recall, it was a tad cold. Well, I, I mean, I which I, plays into the story. I maybe feel a little bit. like everybody could tell it was a tad cold. <laughs> so anyway, I look over. And, you know, talking, working my mojo, and I see two guys. And I think there were three. Three. Or maybe four. I'm, it's, it's been about, yes. yeah, it's been a while. But anyway, um, there was Quinn, and he was wearing socks and shoes. Got to be safe. And nothing but pantyhose. But, I mean, you got to remember, you lose heat out of your yes, head. So, well, yeah. And yeah. you have to keep some anonymity. Yes. Yes. So well, I was on a skateboard. Yes, he was skateboarding board. through the quad, sock shoes and pantyhose to keep the head warm. Keep the head warm, of course. Yes. And I do believe this is past the statutes of limitation, so I don't think I can go to jail for yeah. this now. So we feel bad for kids nowadays because this is something they will never experience. So even our kids know the first time they're like, "How? What? When did you meet Dad?" I'm like, "Well, I didn't meet him." But I sure saw him. Mm, yes. Mm. So anyway, that's the first sighting of Quinn. But um, Quinn likes to tease me because he was my like guy I talked about. Like my, what would you call it? My man crush. There you go. Man crush Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So hip. But anyway, I saw him up on campus. Quinn played in a band all through college and the second kind of interaction was he played this huge show at this field house up on campus. And there was just a couple thousand people there. It was crazy fun. They're on stage. I look up there and I was like, well, we were getting set up at the time. No, you guys were playing. This was during the okay. show. Yeah. And it was one of those like Wayne's world. Oh yes, you will be mine. And I look up and at that exact moment, I'm like with my friends dancing and I was like, oh, I'm going to be funny. So I decide to go take off your clothes. And that was like a total pause in the music. Yeah, it was a break in the song. And so it was like thousands of people, but everybody heard me say, and they even stopped during the song and they're like, dude, did you hear that girl? Like there's a girl that wants us to take off her clothes. <laughs> so anyway, but boiling it like to the point where we met. Okay. Yeah. So this is the moment we met. We saw each other. I mean, there was a lot of, I guess, nudity or asking of nudity, but um, I was actually at one of his shows because I was a Band-Aid. Yeah, not a groupie. There's a difference. Huge difference. A Band-Aid. And so we had a mutual friend that my brother knew in college. So I was like, oh, yeah. Here's Big a- shout out to Barf there. Yes, yeah. Stephen Dell. And so I was like, this is my aunt. Am I going to go ask him if he like, hey, do you know where Steve is or Barf as he went by? And so I went up and I'm like, hey, do you, do you know where he's at? And so he turns and he's like, well, hey. And we talked for like 20 minutes and I was like, oh, this is happening. Like dream guy happening. Oh, yes. And so I was like on cloud nine. Talk to him, all of this. So then it's after the show. I was working at the merch table selling yeah, CDs, and I, t-shirts. Yeah, I went up and there was one, like, one of my friends. And you know how you're like, okay, I'm going to discreetly kind of like put myself in the place, but I'm not going to go talk to them. So I went up to my friend. I go, hey. And so Quinn heard me and turned around 
thinking I was saying hey to him. And he looks at me and you know that time when you realize the person has no recollection of ever seeing you before. So I was like, (laughs) and so he looks at me and was like, hey, so what's your name? And I just look at him and I just was like, are you kidding? I'd like to say I'm an opportunist. Yeah. So I just looked at him and I said, if my face is not good looking enough for you to remember, it's not worth my time to tell you my name. And I walked away. I felt brutally attacked, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's the kind of deal that he's always like, you're so feisty. I'm like, you knew from the very first interaction with me that I was feisty. Yes. So (laughs) fast forwarding a bit, things are getting serious, right? And we're realizing, okay, this is probably going to happen. So we went down to Cabo San Lucas for a spring break and I decided that's when I was going to propose. So, you know, we're so romantic. Yeah, we're, we're forwarding up like a year. And so we get, so I get the ring and I'm flying down there and I'd done a lot of traveling internationally. So I was like, well, I'm going to put this thing in a money belt, you know, wear it around my waist and uh, with my American Express Travelers checks, you know, back, back yeah, how we used Travers, to do it. Yeah, Travelers, that's the only way. <laughs> so um, flying down there, Megan, we're on the plane and she, she her hand kind of hits my stomach. She's like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's just my traveler wallet. And she's like, well, I want to see it. And I'm like, nope. And meanwhile, I've got the ring in there, right? And she's like, well, why can't I see it? And I'm like, because I don't want you to look at it. And she's like, why you got to be a jerk? And I said, seriously, I'm not showing it to you. So she gets all huffy and sits and doesn't talk to me for a good <laughs> like hour of the flight, you know, just not, not having anything to do with me because I won't show her her wedding ring that's in there, even though she doesn't know it's there. So anyway... We get there and we spend a few days in Cabo and it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful full moon night. We go out on the beach kind of by those big sea stacks that you see down this there. This time there was not pantyhose. No, there was not. Pant- I was yeah. fully clothed. Fully and clothed. No skateboard. Just, yeah, yeah. Just so you guys yeah. are aware. Yeah. So we go and we go, I'm like, hey, let's go for a walk on the beach. So we walk out there and uh, I get down on one knee and I propose and uh, Megan says yes, and then she spins down to go sit with me. But as she spins down, she kind of spins backwards, and her elbow connects directly with my scrotum, and yep. right in the like, balls. I, I mean, not kind of like, sorta. My like, elbow like gave out, and it was like two seconds and after. It, and if Megan was a UFC fighter, she's got the sharpest elbows in the world. So that would be her like ninja skill. Yeah. So anyway. Like in Jumanji, how they list like all their skills. Yes, yours would be ninja elbows. It would be like sharp elbows. That's my time. I'm I'm almost in tears. So that's essentially how our marriage kicked off and started off. Well, and I have asked Quinn this question for like 20 years because we've been married over 20 years. And I've always said, what would you do without me, babe? Because I mean, this is just par for course. We could tell you probably 40 more stories where... Yeah. like Well, and what's my answer to that? Yeah. So your answer every time I'm like, what would you do without me? And he always says, live a calm and peaceful life. And so anyway, that just gives a little snapshot into the the QB and MB world right there. And who we are. Yeah. Okay. So we talked, Quinn, about um, marriage and relationship insurance. So talk to me about it. Tell me, um, let's break it down. All right. Well, marriage insurance, like you said, is just that. Okay. It's insurance. So you pay into your home insurance, you pay into your auto insurance a little bit. Or at least you should. You should. (laughs) Maybe sometimes you miss it. Maybe you don't. You pay medical insurance monthly. So something goes down. I mean, you pay into all these insurances, right? So something catastrophic goes down, you're not catastrophically affected. Meaning that if somebody totals your car, your insurance kicks in and takes over. So you're not going, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay for this totaled out car? So marriage and what we're going to talk about is it's exactly the same thing. There are premiums that you have to pay. So ask yourself, are you paying your premiums? So Megan, can you explain to everybody basically what your premiums are and how this all came about? Okay, so your premiums could be time. Time is a huge, because it's like we talk about your home auto medical. That is something that you're physically paying a bill. And so you're not going to sit there 
and write a check or whatever, but it is your time, effort, and also the way that you treat each other. And that is how you are um, paying in. Um, And for that to work, it has to be a 50-50. So what we mean is, is you could have one person that is like, hey, I want to work on this. Um, But you got to meet your spouse halfway. You both need to be looking at it and saying, what effort am I, I'm going to come meet you there and have that attitude of not being like, Ugh, this is the worst thing I have to spend time with them, or this is not what I want to be doing. Absolutely. So how this really came about though, is probably about four years ago, uh, probably four and a half years, four years ago. I just kind of, once again, we talked in our first episode about just kind of existing, right? Not re- not being your best self. And I really kind of looked at our marriage and I was like, okay, we're, we're starting to exist. We're, we're in the same sphere, but we're not, we're not going up. And if anything, we're going down and not that anything was bad. We were just existing. And so we went on a date and, uh, I took Megan after the date, we were sitting in Starbucks and I just reached across and held her hand. And I just said, Hey, I want to date you again. And then I was like worried. I was like, am I doing something wrong? (laughs) <laughs> what's going on? I mean, just like me, I'm like, I need more, like, you know, what, what's going on? And so, um, it was more of Quinn addressing of being the relationship reset, meaning that we were, we were doing great. Like we we're raising three amazing children together. We were happy, but it was, it, I, I mean, it was times that where it was not always putting that person in the forefront and it wasn't that we were, you know, had issues or anything like that. It was just resetting. The most magical time of a lot of time in your relationship is that dating time because you're focusing so much on the other. Well, and the way I was looking at it was here we were existing in the same sphere and we had figured out what made things work, but it it worked. It's not that it was right and it's not that it was anything better. So Megan, you kind of touched off on the 50-50 thing slightly, but please explain how you really feel this is the most effective as far as paying your premium goes. Okay, so paying your premium is, like I talked about 50-50, meeting your spouse. I think there's a lot of times that you have different hobbies, different things, and it's that's what makes you you. So, for example, if your spouse loves to do a certain thing and it might not be your favorite thing. Like for example, Quinn loves music. Like he is passionate, it is he's always playing it, listening, talking that. I like music. I don't love it, but it's one that going to concerts I enjoy it, but sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, do I really, you know, but that is one that I'm like I'm meeting him halfway there of being something that might not be my number one thing that I want to be doing and vice versa. It's things that um, he'll meet me halfway on things that I want to do. Um, The other thing is, is um, one of my favorite kind of um, thing about marriage, it actually was Gabby Reese. So if you don't know about her, she is Queen Bee and she talks on the Tim Ferriss podcast. And so if you have not looked her and Laird Hamilton up. They are a power couple. Goals. Goals. Literally, um, I want to go to Hawaii just to like see if I can meet her. But anyway, she talked about where in your marriage there is something that attracted you to your spouse. Hopefully, you know, that that spark, right? And then there's times you get when you'll get married, you might move in together, and then you're like, ugh. Okay, now I'm seeing the towel on the bedpost or whatever it may be. And so if you go about, and this is, yeah. I like to remind Megan with like the towel on the bedpost and such that Japanese soldiers before they went into battle would cut their fingernails or do things like that and leave them for their loved ones so that they had a remembrance. Yeah, and that's when I remind. to let you know. That's when I remind them, you know, we're, we're not Japanese and you're not going to war. So- hang up your towel. But anyway, so she talked about how we are all going to have things that are going to drive your spouse crazy, right? And so if you sit there and try to nitpick and change that person. So if I said, oh, you know, Quinn, he's always 
playing his guitar or he's, you know, he's playing in this band or wanting to go to music and it's not my thing. So I'm going to just make it el difficulté, as they would say. In the old country. Yes. And so over time, let's say I, I extinguished that flame. And I'm going to look at Quinn one day if I extinguish that. And that was one thing, like you guys said, I, I met him as a Band-Aid. I thought it was my skateboarding skills. It was too. It was a cold. <laughs> well, it was longboarding It was skills. a cold. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> anyway, but it's, you're going to look at that person and wake up down the road and you're not attracted to that person that you met. You should grow as a, a couple, but you need to understand you have your stuff too. So look at it and see how can you pay into those things that your your spouse, your partner is passionate about. Because if you nitpick, you're going to wake up and they're not the same person. I also think, you know, it's important for both people. Like when we're talking about premiums, it has to be 50-50. You both have to come to the table or it doesn't really work. You can't just be satisfying the other person for their needs. So really, and I, a great way to start is, for example, that Starbucks conversation that we had is really sit down with somebody and say, what makes you tick? I know I, I, I have an idea when we first met, but you know, 20 years into this, what makes you tick? What do you like? What do you want to do? And make sure that it's not just as a woman, make sure you're not sitting there saying, well, I hope my husband plans everything. And as a, and essentially, and as as a, as a man, don't sit there and say, oh, this is just on my wife. She's going to plan it all. You really have to come together on this. That's it. That's, that's critical to make marriage insurance work. And it can be small. Oh, it's absolutely. just looking at it saying, okay, like it shouldn't be on Quinn saying, oh, we're not going to go out unless he instigates that. So it, like you said, it needs to be a 50-50 and it might start out as a 75-25. But start somewhere where you're going to build that goal is at 50-50 and keep working at it because eventually if both people commit to to that marriage insurance of working and paying into it, eventually it's going to be that 50-50, but it has to start somewhere because what's going to happen is just like a car wreck, if you have never paid your insurance, you can't, you know, that's that like, oh, I wish I paid into it. And that is with the marriage insurance, it's time. It's time that's paid into it. And when those things come, because marriage is hard, we all know it, marriage relationships. But um, when you pay into it, that is where you're going to be able to, to rely back on, like I said, those payments and know like, okay, I might be frustrated, but we're working towards a goal. Okay, so that seems like, whew, that's a lot. So let's let's dive in a little bit deeper. So let's talk about the evolution. Where's a good place to start? Because you're like, wow, marriage insurance, right? But this seems like a lot. Like if someone told me this when I had little kids, I would have been like, I, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. So Quinn. Well, okay. So you wanted to talk evolution. So Austro, we're, we're not going, Austropithecus. Oh. Full nerd. Became full nerd, upright full <laughs> around the equator. We're in the quaternary, I believe. I feel like you lost. <laughs> People are like, um, stop. Yeah, they're like. Oh, this is near and dear. All right. Okay. Skipping over that, but talking about evolution and where it's a good place to start. The first thing I would say is, you know, realistically is keep it simple. Okay. I know that when you, it, first talking about like 50-50 and premiums, you're like, dude, we don't have time nor we don't have money or how are we going to pull this off, right? The, the biggest thing, and even if you do have time and even if you do have money, it doesn't mean that it, you should go for broke right off the start because you got to get to know each other again. You got to learn how to dance together again. True that. Yeah. yeah you're back at the middle school dance yeah. being like, oh, where, where do I put my hands? Yeah. I'm sweating. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing my butt backwards because I don't want you to know my intentions. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I, do, I don't know what you mean. Why are you blushing? So, oh. so for us, one of the simplest things that we did, and this had to do with when our kids were real little and not saying that we were perfect. And like I said, we had a hard reset about four years ago, but one of the first things we did was couch time. 
And uh, it's not as nefarious as it sounds. It sounds naughty. It, it sounds so scandalous, but it's not. So Megan, um, being that uh, you are all about couch time, let's talk couch time. Okay, so couch time came about um, where I, I mean, to back up, you know, we've told kind of our, you know, start story is Quinn and I have always been the best of friends, like as, along with our marriage. But I feel like the hardest time in our marriage and like the most joy in our marriage is having a kid, like adding another human into the equation. Right. 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 <laughs> Wait, good, good, good information. Add. Anyway. And so, um, and it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like, but it's figuring out it's, Every time you have a kid, it divides that time that you have. And I feel like every kid comes, no matter how many books you read, they come programmed the way they want to. And so you're like, I'm not sleeping, whatever. Like it's hard to find that time. And so this is where couch time started. So tell them what couch time is. Well, great point. Um, Couch time really started with we got the kids to bed. And for those who know me, if uh, if I'm not playing a gig with my band on vacation or it's not a mommy daddy time, if you will, I have a hard wait, time. Wait, are you talking Husband with melatonin? With melatonin. Yeah. With melatonin and the doors locked. <laughs> yeah, because melatonin. Melatonin's a, melatonin, if you don't know what it is, it's a magical it's thing. It's a magical thing for children. Yeah. But uh, so that way your son or daughter doesn't decide to defend your wife's honor, which my son is very good at. Yes. Very, very good at. Baby boy. Baby boy. (laughs) But uh, couch time really revolved around me, you know, like I was saying, I get tired quick and usually try and go to bed around 930 or 10. He starts at 630 saying, is it bedtime Well, I got to turn off the lights outside. Yeah, and then it's like none of the neighbors can come because he turns (laughs) off the lights and we're like, what? What's happening? (laughs) So when it really comes down to couch time, it's sitting down for 20 minutes at the end of the day and just recapping. And just and, and add to that. At the end of the day, without... Children. Yeah. No distractions. No phones. No nothing. It's Phones are down on the table. It's just you and your wife talking about your day. How you doing? How's everything going? And this is at a fantastic place to start. Like, if you're looking at, you know, evolution, you know... That lungfish had to crawl oh, out of the water. It wasn't. It wasn't a bipedal out for a run. <laughs> I feel like people are sleeping. No, but what I'm saying is, you have to start small, and I think that's a great place to find common ground again. Because I will say, there is a even though you're married, even though you've had children together, when you start your relationship again, there is a bit of an awkward dance. There is, and I think it's because. I mean, it changes you. And so we started, couch time came about when we had our first because, and I would get up early, zero dark 30. Zero dark 30. You were getting up at what, 3 a.m.? 3.34. And um, so we would put um, our babies down at, you know, 8, 8.30. And we would designate like a half hour. And we would just sit and that was time that it was couch time. It was no phones, like Quinn said, 100% talking face-to-face. Even if we had talked on the phone that day, it was face-to-face, no distractions, no kids in the background, no one calling Quinn saying, hey, hold on, I, I, I got to take this call. You know, it, it was definitely just 100% us. I think along those lines too, and why this is so important to designate is life and your children are absolute parasites of your time. They will, <laughs> they will latch on. Uh, just so you know, I think it was our first. We didn't know a boy or girl, so we called her the ungrateful little fricker. Yeah, because she was robbing Megan. Like of, I like, was just like, I can't function. I'm so tired. She's like the ungrateful little fricker is stealing me of all my uh, <laughs> yeah, all my nutrients. All nutrients. Yeah, and it just keeps going. And I've heard even when they're adults, it just they just keep sucking it. So. Essentially, life, your job, your commitments, uh, your children are a tapeworm that are in your husband. A very loving. A very loving tapeworm <laughs> that, are, that are curled up in the intestine of your husband and wife relationship, robbing you of, of all your time. And, and what ends up happening 
is if you succumb to that tapeworm, then you're investing all your time into everything else and none to yourselves. So the point being, what I'm trying to, I guess, say is you got, you shouldn't say you got, you have to leave room. Oh, look, oh, look at you. that language. Yeah. All my time of correcting my kids is coming through. The resource room time yeah. is pulling Boom. through. But uh, you have to leave time for each other. And if you don't leave time for each other at the end of the day, there's nothing left. So you have to consciously put a little piece of you and leave it so you can share it with the other person. And that's where really couch time plays. Okay. So when we started couch time, this, this was the evolution. Like we talked about Quinn going back to whatever fish, I don't know, whatever, but starting couch time, one of the biggest challenges for us was really, it, it was like the end of the day. Right. So let me paint a picture. We're sitting there. We come together. So are we talking like happy little trees like Bob Ross? Yeah, pictures? Bobby, Ro- Bob, Bobby Ross. Bob. Or are we talking Bob. like uh, Picasso Segovia? Always Bob Ross. Okay. Always. Gotcha. Happy anyway, little trees. So we're sitting on the couch and as a mom, I had spent, you know, woken up 5 a.m. with the baby, had kids. I, they're wanting to, you know, just touch manhandle, be on you all day long. Right. So Quinn, when this started, would come sit right next to me. And I remember I was like, oh my gosh, I need my room, you know, cause I'm sitting here going, oh, you know, and, and there was like this thing where Quinn one day, he just said, I just want to hold your hand. Like, just want to be next to you. Sounds like a good song lyric. Yes. <laughs> I should totally steal yeah. that. Anyway. And so for me, I was just kind of like trying to explain and there was friction because of this. And then I came across, um, and it's very popular, but Gary Chapman, if you have not read his book about the five love languages. So let's go over them really quick because this helped me to understand our relationship a little bit better. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality, quality time and physical touch. So Quinn, why don't you, uh, explain our love languages? All right. Well, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, for certain Megan's would be quality time. I mean, she loves quality time and, uh, words of affirmation without a doubt. And that is something. You better tell me I look nice. I better tell you you look nice. Exactly. In fact, when she gets her hair done, and I know it's the day she's getting her hair done, and even if I haven't seen it, I usually call her and send her a text and say, I can't believe how good your hair looks, even though I haven't seen and it. And it's become a joke at the salon where they're like, oh, I get, I bet your husband's already texted you to tell you your hair looks nice. Well, it is on point, right? Yeah, she would actually, speaking of marriage insurance, she would leave me for her hair people because she likes them so much. Yeah. (laughs) So with Megan, it's definitely quality time and words of affirmation. And for myself, it would definitely be words of affirmation and physical touch. And with physical touch, I'm not talking about the, uh, your kids can't watch that movie physical touch. I'm talking about just, well, that helps too. But uh, (laughs) I'm just talking about hugs, holding hands and you know, as Megan said, when we had little kids, there was a point where I, I, I even brought up to her, I'm like, are you repulsed by my presence? Because I feel like I go to hug you and you're pushing me away. Yeah. And for me, it was 100% not that. Loved Quinn everything, but I just felt overwhelmed. And also I felt like I was like, somebody needs something or is touching me or hanging from me at all time. And kids, little kids especially, and when they get older, it's more mental, but they take so much time um, and effort that sometimes at the end of the day, there's nothing left in the bucket. So for me, reading this book um, was, and you can go online and take the test to kind of figure out what yours or your spouse and your spouse, I highly recommend it. Um, Because once I realized what Quinn's was, that physical touch, right? We both have words of affirmation. I feel like we nail that. Like we are constantly like, hey, that was awesome. You look nice. You know, Quinn gets his hair shaved off. Straight razor. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those he'll walk in and is like, I don't even know why I try. I don't know why I try. <laughs> I This doesn't make itself. Doesn't make itself. Does not make itself. <laughs> but once I realized that his love language was for him, 
that is how he was feeling love. And so, yes, at first I had to make the conscious effort to think about it where we would sit by each other and I'm like, okay, this is important to Quinn and our marriage. So I'm going to work and, you know, meet him that 50, 50 on his love language. Well, as you discussed about love language, it is absolutely critical that your significant other understand what yours is and what theirs is. So when you have that Starbucks moment and you guys go sit down at the coffee shop and you talk about it and you say, you know, hey, this is, you know, when you ask that person that you want to date them again and such, you really need to identify this is what's important to me. And as part of that, you cannot devalue the other person's love language. So as part of paying a premium, as Megan mentioned, you both have to come to the table. It's a 50-50 split. You can't just say, well, you know what? Showing affection isn't my thing or holding hands isn't my thing. Because what that does is that just throws up a wall and it unvalidates what that person is feeling. And then what ends up happening is you feel like whether you're the one paying into it and the other person isn't, you feel like you're being used. And then you're like, I'm just a roommate who's paying into this. I'm being used and I have no, my, my needs are not being met in any way, shape or form. For sure. And I think, look at it with your kids, right? If you have a kid, you're, let's say physical touch isn't or three or three (laughs) physical touch isn't your thing right but it is your kids and I have a friend that that is not her thing physical touch but her daughter is that way and so looking at her daughter she's like in her head my daughter needs me to go and snuggle her and hold her and you'll do those things for your kids you need to do it for your spouse well Speaking of physical touch with kids, uh, I would rephrase that one. I would like, ooh, it's like yeah. beep, like, oh. Uh, oh, that got awkward. Yeah, that was so. Uh, my boy, he Phrasing. Cr- he crawled up in bed the other night, and uh, and he's he's nine, and I was like, oh, this is really cute. He's snuggling with me. I was like, I could feel his head on my shoulder, and uh, my alarm went off to go to the gym, and I rolled over, and my face landed on his feet. So yeah, it was I, like foot right in your eyeball. He was laying eyeballs. on his stomach and his feet were rested on my face and my shoulder. So uh, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Like we always joke that um, we have two kids that usually come in in the middle of the night or whatever, that we could live in a frontier cabin. Oh yeah. They're, they're migrators. They migrators. Yeah. They would have totally crossed the Bering Street and uh, inhabited North America. Yeah. Like if, we, if we could, were there. We yeah. could live in a little cabin. Yeah. All right. So. We recently, in September, we went to Mexico. Uh, are we going again? Because I love Mexico. I know. We love it. So um, we'll go a little bit more because you're- Oh, yes, we will go a yes, little bit more. But I was going to say, you're going to so, hear us in our, like, kind of a little bit l- later on in the segment about kind of marriage insurance and that tying into Mexico. But when we were in um, Mexico, we met an amazing group of people. Super fun. Super fun. Uh, so Christine and B. Rad. B. Rad. Yeah. Yiker. So they are from California and um, we got talking to them kind of about this same exact subject about marriage insurance. And Christine told us um, their best advice and she said they give it out unsolicited at weddings wherever they go to anyone and everyone. And this resonated with Quinn and I. So we wanted to share it with you guys. Um, so they're, what they do every day is get married to each other every day. Okay, why don't you expound onto a little bit what it means to get married to each other every day? I mean, it doesn't mean like necessarily exchanging vows like in Corpse Bride. With this ring. With this ring. With oh, this I, candle. Is it that there's presents? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so we'll be expecting the presents on, on a daily basis. Yes. We need a new Tupperware set. <laughs> yes, um, we sure do. Yeah. And plates because our 14-year-old, 15-year-old is... Uh, this is total sidebar, but um, it's such a good story. Squirrel. Yes, squirrel. But she, um, our kids rent their cell phone from us. And so part of their payment is they have to own a job in the house that is 100% theirs. And if the job is not done or if they argue about it, the cell phone is ours because they're not paying rent. You just ticked off or I should say pissed off every 
kid coming up and getting I know. If our daughter hears it, they're just like, <laughs> I hate those guys. But anyway, so the reason why I tell you the story and about plates so tying into wedding is her job is the dishes. So we have not done dishes, what, two and a half years? Yeah, somewhere right around there. But we have replaced every dish in our house and silverware. And I think we've gone through two or three sets because she's broken everyone. So there. Okay, so um, getting married every day um, is to find a reason daily, the why of why you love your spouse or your partner and to reconnect. Absolutely. And I think along with that of getting married every day and remembering why you married that person in the first place and then why you want to be with that person, or even if you're not married, why you want to continue in a relationship is no different than say like your house or your backyard. I love. I oh do- wait, are we talking about our backyard? <laughs> yeah, it was a rough. It was a rough. Summer. I was like, don't look over our yeah, fence, yeah. like with your judgy eyes. It was. It's mode. It it's was just. Mode. It was a bit of a rough summer. We had a lot of plans, but we'll go our, into our nine year old mowed it, so it, yeah. it might have like <laughs> whatever. But the the point being is, it's like weeds, right? If you if you catch your weeds early and you pull them every day, you don't have weeds. But if you let it go, it takes over. And the same thing happens, I think, with what are the, why I think getting married daily plays so well into this is it's like pulling the weeds out of your garden every single day is you're remembering why you married that person. You're taking inventory as to, man, that person's beautiful. I love them inside and out. Like they're just a great person. And you're recommitting yourself to the relationship on a daily. And I, that was such solid advice. I thought it was absolutely uh, And I love this story that she told us about how they are so cute where they'll be like to their, their son. Um, I can't remember how old. I have five. five. Oh, look at that memory. But anyway, they'll go and be like, hey, go up to your dad and ask him if he'll marry me today. So it's just cute. Like it, it is something that has definitely made them work. And we wanted to share that with you guys. So QB, that's, yes, that is you. QB one. So you guys will realize that I hardly ever call him Quinn. Even our kids don't call him Quinn. He's QB or QB one in our house. Um, for many reasons, one, his initials and two, he really is the QB one where he makes all the magic happen in the game. So, um, what, um, what are some ideas on how our listeners can pay into their marriage insurance. Let's dive in. Well, as I said before, you know, it's it's no different than fitness. If you were coming to me and saying, hey, I want to go out and uh, run a marathon or, hey, I want to learn how to ski. If you were saying I want to run a marathon, I'd be like, well, you run? You say, no, I'd say, guess what? Go for a run around the block, see how it feels, and then go two blocks. If you were saying I want to learn how to ski, I'd say, you know what? Go ice skate, get used to having something strapped to your foot, and go to the cheapest mountain possible and stay on the bunny hill all day and work on your fundamentals. And have an amazing outfit. Oh, yeah. As my family knows, like... I'm not going to say what I call your outfit, but... Yeah, you're not going to. But I did get the one-piece ski, ski suit the this year. And suit. it is amazing. And my kids call me Ned Flanders. Like, if you've seen the ski episode... Total swizzle hips all the yeah, way. Yeah, like, it's, it's like... Yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm wearing anything at all. So, anyway... Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. So starting small, meaning it could be as simple as couch time. It could be as simple as taking a walk around the block. And with this, if you're really committed to marriage insurance, there can't be any excuses. It can't be, well, the kids, well, this, well, that. It's got to start small. And then as you get to know each other, go to Starbucks or go grab a soda and sit on a park bench, what what have you. But just get to know each other and spend time together. Then work up to what I would call big things. Like grow big. Grow big, yeah. So one of the, one of the things that we've really set a goal of is to try and get away quarterly. Whether that be, uh, we live in Utah, and we're close to Park City, and the best time to go to Park City, if you go in April or November... Hey, don't let our secret out. <laughs> it's dirt cheap. You can't do much there, but, uh, you know, as far as skiing and stuff goes, but it's really inexpensive and a lot of fun. You can stay at a super cool place. But uh, anyway, we like to get away quarterly. And so you get away, do weekend trips. Those weekend trips recommit yourself. You recommit to your relationship. There's people that are like, I would never do that. Well, guess what? It works. And then, and that's the thing is, if you have little kids, 
you know, like for us now, um, our kids are a little bit older. So, you know, we, we found ways that we can do this more often to go for like that five to seven days. But it started out as like a one night away. Absolutely. And, and, and paying and a babysitter. So, I mean, you're doubling the cost. Doubling it. But again, what are you, you know, if you don't pay that insurance, like what are you going to pay later? And I will tell you moms out there because I have been there with the little kids where you're like leaving them and you're like, oh my gosh. You guys not may not be able to see this, but uh, Megan has her fist in the air like a manifesto. Yeah, manifesto yeah. Is, um, is your kids are going to be okay. Find someone that you trust and they might not do it your way, but realize that they're going to be okay. And just sidebar to that, like when, before we became parents, I loved to read. So I did what I did and I read a million books and I'll tell you a lot of them, some of the stuff, you know, kind of sunk in, other didn't. But the one and one thing only that stuck with me, and I share this a lot with friends, is they said the best thing that you can do for your children is to to have them have security, and that is to show that you love each other, you and your spouse or the parents. And that is them seeing you spend time together. And I think a huge portion of that is the fact that your kids are seeing an example of how they're going to model their relationship with their future spouse. For sure. And so that, I, I remember I read all these sleep books in this and it just talks about how when they see you spending time or going out together, even if it's like for an hour when they're, you know, here or there or a night here or there, to them as your kid they're going to look at that being like, my parents love each other. And even though you might be going through stuff, they're going to look at it and they're like, that's my foundation right there. And so look at it as well as that insurance is building that security for your kids. So as hard as it is to rip that bandaid away, and we're not saying all the time, don't ditch your kids all the time. You know, we're like all the time with our kids and that we love to do everything with our kids. But know that that time away isn't like, oh my gosh, I'm abandoning my kids, that you are building that security for them. Well, and I think having finish lines, we like to call them finish lines, but like our, and <laughs> this year may have been a little excessive. We did go to Mexico four times. Yes. One of those was with our kids and one was a work trip. The yeah, other one two, with our kids, the other with a work trip, and then two, but we hit our big 20 year. We did. We did. And we're, we're not going to justify no, it. No, we're not justifying it at all. No, but it's, it's, it's been amazing to have that opportunity. And we, we talked a little bit um, earlier on about the reset. And for us, it's, you know, that's that time that we're 100% focusing on us. Well, and I feel that when you go away like that and you have those finish lines, whether you're changing diapers or dealing with tantrums or dealing with teenagers or what have you, it gives you a finish line of saying, okay, I can do all of this and I've got this to look forward to. So we talked about in the first episode about midlife crises and feeling like you're getting to the point where you're just existing. I think it's absolutely critical that so you don't get to that point in your relationship where you're like, we're just roommates that are just existing together, raising children, that you have things that you can look forward to to say, hey, we're going on this trip. It's my wife and I. We're going to have a great time, and we're going to build our relationship through this. Or, And if you don't have the means to do a trip, it might be, hey, guess what? Our kids are just going over to a friend's house, and they're spending the night, and we're having a night at home alone, just the two of us. Yeah, and when our kids were little, we have um, really good friends still still there. So big shout out to the Hardins. Hardin. But we would we both had one kid and we would swap babysitting, like one on Friday night, one on Saturday night. And so that way we were able to have that time away with someone that we trusted. So we were talking, you know, about that time. Let's talk about human interaction. Absolutely. So it is really easy to hit the easy button when it comes to marriage insurance. Is there it, one of those? <laughs> well, there is. Absolutely. I mean, can I order it on yeah. Amazon? Will it be here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, it may not be. A, it's probably on a shipping container off the. Point, I would, yeah, like they'll say off that, the coast of LA. Yeah, yeah something yeah. something like that. But uh, it's really easy to say. Okay, well, we're going to do something, but we're going to lack all human interaction. Meaning, you could sit down at a table and you can both pull out your phones and not be present with each other. Yeah, and I think watching a movie, like believe me, we watch a ton of movies. If you spend time with us, our whole entire family would be like, what movie is this from? Like, what songs this, or what movie is this song from? And so movies are great, but sitting on the couch on opposite sides of the room in the same room is not human interaction. And I'll go as far as to say, and that's not marriage insurance, right? It's not. That's not spending time together. I will go as far to say, too, is going out with friends and having dinner with friends, as fun as that is, that's still not marriage insurance. Yeah, I think that it's slightly, but let's let's break it down. So, QB. Yes. Um, tell us about Hulk. Okay. So, one of my best friends in the whole world, Corey. Hulker. <laughs> I don't know why we always say Hulker. Um, he's a, he's a big proponent of this, and and we talk a lot about um, maximizing our marriages and maximizing our relationships. Because once again, just like your 40s and your 50s and your 60s and 70s or 80s, they don't have to be lame. They no. don't have to be this. It's not a pre-described. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be like, well, we no longer like each other or that. It should be. Or we used to do that. Oh, those kids. We used to do that. Yeah. Or I would never do that because... You know, so Corey and I spend quite a bit of time talking about this, and I have to give him credit for this. And he really broke down um, relationships into three primary social categories. So this now we're going into we've we've moved on from uh, biology and evolution, and nerd, now now we're into nerd, so, now we're nerd. into sociology. <laughs> Okay. He, but you know what? You're nerdy hot, yeah, so that, that's good. There okay, you go. So, so, Megan, why don't you give us what the first uh, the first social circle is really on on that we're talking about? Okay, so number one, mom and dad time. Okay. Okay. What is mom and dad time? Mom maybe? and dad time. So you're wearing the hat of being a parent and spending time with your kids. So don't confuse like if you go on a trip and your kids are there, that's mom and dad time. Absolutely. If you go to dinner and your kids are there, that's mom and dad time. I would say, as the great Hulker would say, <laughs> he would say, it's a vacation when it's you and your wife. It's a trip with your children. 100%. And so this is important time that you, you know, because you are wearing these hats in your marriage, but- For I yeah. would say it's a critical time. You have to have mom and dad time. Yes. And so- this right here, I mean, we're going to go into the three, but it's one that you need to, you can't have one without the other. Did we sing that last time? We did. We did. Yeah. But I mean, we're bringing it back, but it's one that you can't be like, well, I just want to go out with my wife on the weekend, but I'm not going to be here or there with the kids because you might go, you know, wine and dine or, you know, all these things, but your wife is going to look at it and say, okay, either if I'm a full-time working mom or at home, your kids, you know, that is, that's just your hyper-focus. And so if your husband, if you're not having that mom and dad time, there's going to be resentment because you're like, I, this is the joy in my life, or this is the hardest thing I've done. And I need you to be on board like mom and dad time. Absolutely. So the first category would be mom and dad time. The second category, madre y padre, madre y padre as they would say si. in the, the old country. Claro que That's because si, we go to Mexico. That's yeah. why Megan can speak Spanish because she's been to Mexico four like times Like four year. things. <laughs> <laughs> if I need to find a library, I know how. Yeah. Or if you want to ask somebody their phone number. Yeah. That's like the two things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. QB, okay. what's number two? So number two would be friends and family time. So the first thing we said was mommy, daddy time, right? And that's not mommy, daddy time with locked doors and melatonin. That's, no. that's spending time with your children. That is in that sphere, in that social setting. The next one, the next category would be friends and family. So as I spoke about earlier, husband, wife time or like marriage insurance isn't based around friends. Yeah. And I think that 
having friends and family is critical. It's critical. Like when you have, you need to have like couple friends or that where you're like, we're going to go do this. Cause it's so fun to have couples to laugh and that, but let's be honest, you go, okay. You go to dinner. Let's paint that picture. Bob, Delicious. Bob Ross. Yes. Bob Ross. Yeah. And so you're sitting at a table. There might be eight people there. You are talking to everybody else with very little interaction. If you really think about it and you're honest with your spouse, right? And then you might go to the movies or whatever you may do, but there's not like you're interacting with the group and it's important because you're having fun and you're finding other like friends and then also family time that you're building other relationships together. And that, so let's say that you live close to family. Yeah. And let's say that is your MO that, you know, you go over there every Sunday night or you spend every holiday together once again, that cannot be misconstrued. That's not mommy-daddy time, meaning that if you're with your extended family, you're typically not with your children. So yeah. this is why this is a separate category. So you have mom and dad time, right, where you're, where you're functioning. That's your primary goal as a mom and a dad. You have friends and family time, which is important too, where you're functioning as a friend or a sibling or a son or a daughter, if you will. But the last one is husband Wife time. And Megan, would you like to expound on to what husband wife time is? Sure. What? Is this, is this about locking the door and giving <laughs> melatonin? No, I mean, <laughs> that could be part of it. So, um, husband wife time. So this is, I think this is the, the big part of marriage insurance. You need to have the other two just to add to the friends and family. Um, on there is, it's part of it as well as marriage insurance because you could have a like for one of the people in the relationship, they could be like, I could care less about going out with friends. But the your partner could be like, I'm really social. So that is something that they want to do. So again, it it's a portion of it. I would say too, when it comes down to husband wife time, just as Megan said, if it's not your thing, it needs to be your thing. If it's your, if it's what your spouse is into and they like it, you need to make that a primary focus. Yeah. So this is time that is shaved away, that it's couch time, going on a walk, maybe a night away, whatever it may be. It might be that your kids are in school and you're like, we can go to lunch on Tuesdays at noon, you know, whatever it may be, but it is hundred percent husband, wife time. Now rules, Quinn, talk about rules about husband, wife. And this isn't going to get crazy. <laughs> There's no, <laughs> what's your safe word? Is your, <laughs> is your safe word, Minnesota? In Minnesota. <laughs> no, it's penguin. It's Pen penguin. Ping yeah. penguin. Okay. Yeah. That's your safe word. Um, so there are rules to husband, wife time. So starting off with husband, wife time, number one, as we said, mom and dad time, friends and family time, husband, wife time, typically is the one that's neglected the most because in life or in relationships, you typically treat the person you love the most, the worst, or they usually get the shortest end of the stick because you know they'll tolerate it. So the rules to this are, for example, if you go to dinner and it is husband-wife time, it's fine if you want to have a recap of your children for the first five minutes or, oh, this is kind of a funny story that happened, but that should not be the primary focus of your conversation. Your primary focus of your conversation should be like, what are you into? What do you like to do? How was your week? What makes you tick? What what was good for you? This is what I really dream to do. When we retire, I would love to do this, right? It needs to be a conversation that builds around that. And then it goes as far as too, is like husband, time, husband, wife time. If you're doing a trip, you know, and if you've never done it before, it's great to go with friends. And obviously when you go with friends, you always have your own time together too. And so there's nothing wrong with doing that. Not, yeah, not at all. But also try, if you've never gone, just the two of you, if you've always gone with somebody else, just try doing an overnighter somewhere. Just go in your city that you live in, just go get a hotel or go get a babysitter. Go out to a nice dinner, you know, and have the time together, just you two, and make it so it's about you guys. Be selfish, right? The ground rules to husband-wife time, or whether it be a relationship, boyfriend-girlfriend time, is that you guys are selfish 
with each other. Just like when you're with your kids, you're selfish with your kids. If your kid comes to you with a need and you're talking with other people, you instantly stop talking and say, what do you need, bud? Can I help you out? Right? And the same thing should be in husband-wife time. You should set that goal to where it is you are selfish with each other because the only thing you're focusing on is each other's relationship and making that the best. Yeah. And again, meeting halfway. You can't have one person that is off in la la land and the other person's like, I'm present. I'm here. See me. Love me. You know that. I want to do this and you're not. Yeah. Kind of. And here's the deal. Um, I know this is probably not going to be the most popular thing, but. Are we talking about uh, puffy sleeves? Puffy sleeves. Pirate shirts? (laughs) Pirate Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Well, you said the most popular thing. Yeah, no. So So is, again, it's going to be an evolution into your marriage insurance, but don't use your children or your family to shield you from your relationship with your partner. So again, I'm going to say that don't use your children or your family to shield you from your relationship with your partner. And I will second that. What I think that happens, when when that happens, it breeds resentment. And that resentment can trickle down to, you could have one person in the relationship resent the children, or resent your parents, or resent your friends, or what have you, because they're essentially pulling away that bucket. And if you think about it, your marriage or your relationship that you have is the foundation that your house is built upon. So we all, as Megan said, don't use your children as a shield because if you're driving around and like I do, and you're driving through middle of nowhere, you can see a house that's dilapidated, that's falling down, but the foundation is still there, right? So your foundation really needs to be built upon your relationship because your kids are going to leave the house. Your friends are going to move. You're just... What you're left with at the end of the day is your foundation. And in that thing, like growing up in Iowa, we go into these old farm abandoned farmhouses that were falling down and play paintball or whatever. But there was always a hand laid rock foundation that was down there that was still fully intact. And that's really what husband wife time does. And if you have that strong foundation of husband and wife time, then the mommy daddy time and the friends and family time those are easy and those are your edifice that you build up and uh, it looks great from the street and all of that. But if you don't have the foundation, your house will collapse. Well, and I think the more time you have as husband, wife time, let's say that you're struggling. Like my spouse isn't a hundred percent bought in to helping out with the kids or, Hey, I'm sick and tired of spending 90% of the time with your family, whatever it may be right? Maybe that's a subject that's hard to approach, but if you have that foundation and you start communicating guys, it, it it's one of those is really look at your relationship and see how much you are communicating to each other, not about the things around you, but to each other and that. And, um, the more that you communicate, the easier it will be to broach those subjects of saying, Hey, I need you to help me with this? Or can we spend this holiday just us because this is what I see? But it's like, if you're approaching it, it's like shooting a cannon into left field where they're like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm feeling attacked or that. But where it's that developed relationship, those subjects, it's going to build those walls from, like Quinn said, the foundation of your marriage. And, I, and I'd like to point out that Difficult conversations, as difficult as they may be, or expressing your needs as as that might be something that makes you nervous, that is paying into your marriage insurance. Because what you're doing is instead of being angry or acrimonious about the way the person is acting, having those direct conversations, and that happens during husband-wife time, is going to give you the insurance that you need. So one day when your kids move out, you're not staring at a stranger or you're not staring at somebody that's like, yeah, I guess we're just together. And along those lines, though, I want to give a uh, disclaimer, though, that if you feel like, oh my gosh, we're failing on all fronts on this, we have too. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is marriage 
they always say is the greatest, hardest thing that you're going to do. And so uh, Quinn and I have definitely had our ups and downs and hard times like that we've gone through. And um, we want to be transparent with that. So you realize, hey, we're not coming to you saying we have it all. But I, this in that pinnacle moment that Quinn said of where I want to date you and kind of evolving that idea of marriage insurance. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I want to date you. But I mean, you look at your relationship and that is the time that you spend a lot of time together getting to know each other and fostering that relationship. Absolutely. Well, we're at about an hour and five minutes. So we're going to, we're going to start shutting this down. Yeah. Let's, let's recap just really quick, Quinn. Okay. So just going over some of the bullet points and takeaways that I'm hoping that our experiences have taught us that hopefully through this podcast, we've been able to teach you guys or at least spark some ideas is number one, marriage insurance, right? You have to pay into it. It's a 50-50 premium. And part of paying in the marriage insurance is learning your partner's love language. And if you understand your partner's love language, play into that strength. If that is you like to have your hand held, well, hold that person's hand. Take that time. Or if it's that person needs words of affirmation, give them the compliments. Or if they just need time, give them time. Don't, don't, don't ever walk away saying, this isn't my thing, so I'm not going to do it, but I expect the other person to. That's, at that point, that's narcissism, and that's terrible. And point number two that we covered is get married every day. Yeah, buddy. Look at it, and if you are like, I'm so mad at that person, sit down, communicate, and find the way and the why and get married every day. And then lastly are the uh, essentially the three social circles that you play in when it comes to relationships. So remember they are different buckets. So mommy, daddy time, like with your kids, that is its own separate bucket. Your friends and family, that is its own separate bucket. And then your husband and wife or uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, that is its own separate bucket as well. And make sure that all three of them get attention. But just remember, your foundation is built upon husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. It is completely built upon that relationship. Yes. So we want to thank all of you guys for listening and tuning in. So if you have liked what you've heard, um, we're definitely at the beginning. So share with your friends, leave a review, and follow us at um, on Instagram at justifying. Um, underscore the underscore F word. Um, And then if there's any topics you would like to discuss or hear, DM us. We would love to hear it and anything from you, any feedback. Just so you guys know too, we'll be releasing an episode every Sunday night for your listening pleasure. It will always go down smooth. Have a great week, everybody. And uh, be kind. Stay casky, kids.